Grant, O God, that in the written word and through the spoken word, we may behold your living word, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please sit down. There are moments when I feel like an institution in this place. And as this will be my 43rd Trinity Sunday, you can imagine that I've heard all sorts of sermons about the three-in-one and the one-in-three. Some really hard to understand, some quite helpful, but quite a few where the preacher has seemed to apologize for the complexity of the Trinity before they'd even started. So I hope today, when we look again at that great moment in Paul's letter to the Romans, where he opens our eyes to what I think is his take on the three-in-one, we'll be able to think not only about Paul's vision of the gift of the Holy Spirit, but how it fits in with the Father and the Son, but also how he feels we should prepare to receive it and act on it. And why do I say that? Because I believe that now more than ever, we need to think again about the gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift that is given so freely and is needed more and more in a world where many of us struggle daily to make any sort of sense of what's going on. We hear bad news daily, don't we? How hard life is, how our young people have jobs that are either badly paid or here today and gone tomorrow, or both. We've seen house prices rise at such a rate that they're out of sight for anyone except the very rich. And life here in our city seems very fragile at the moment, what with terrorist attacks on the one hand, and our young people destroying each other with knives and guns on the other. It seems to me there are times when most of us are hanging on by a thread, and as we confront one new problem every day of the week, then we need to know how to handle them and how to handle the biggest question of all time. So for me, this is where Romans 8 can really help because these are some of the most amazing words in the Bible. Words that we're, when we're a bit down, give us a chance to recharge our batteries. And that gives us such an advantage as Christians. It's when we read that passage from Romans, Paul is telling us how amazing it is to live in the strength of God, how amazing it is to have the power of the Holy Spirit all around us, and above all, how blessed we are to have the life of Jesus showing us the path that he wants us to follow. Paul's words, which are so practical, show us how we as Christians can take all the promises that Jesus made in his lifetime come alive again today. So this is why I feel that on this Sunday, Trinity Sunday, the birthday of our church, it's absolutely right Sunday to look at this passage, divide it into three parts, and to learn how we can receive everything that God wanted to give us since the beginning of time. So let's look at this trinity of Paul's thoughts and see how I think he weaves his teaching around the three in one. The first part of Paul's Trinity in Romans this morning tells us that we all live under tension. And surely that tension starts because as Christians, when we look at verse 13, we realize that we have two very different paths to choose from. 
And we know that we have to follow one or the other because Paul tells us that there's no way that we can follow both. Of course, Paul knows only too well that all of us are tempted by the stubborn, selfish, and indulgent side of our nature to choose the wrong path or at least to stray onto it. We know that the do-it-yourself life is so much easier for the majority of the time. We don't have to think too much about those around us. And when we hurt them or make a mess of their lives, doesn't matter too much. All we have to do is look after ourselves, make a bit of money, have a good time eating and drinking and making merry, and we don't have to look at the mess we're in because we don't owe anybody anything. But in verse 14, Paul tells us about another path. He tells us that we have to look at what the old, couldn't care less life is doing to us. And then he says, look up, and you'll see that God is beckoning to us to join in a new life, where there are so many more better things to do and exciting places to go. And they make such an improvement on our life when we live with Jesus. God is giving us an invitation to a different way of living. And when we find that new, exciting path, those fleshly habits will wither as the Holy Spirit takes charge of our lives. So now we know that for all of us, there are two completely opposing paths, and at the end of them, two very different prospects. And we do have to choose. Either we can keep going on our own sweet way, doing our own thing, leading our lives just as we want them, or we can choose the life that Jesus has offered us for free. And with the Holy Spirit he has sent to guide us, we can choose his path right here, right now, this morning. The second thing that Paul's Trinity tells us is that we belong to a family. Of course, we all know what families could be like, and mine's no exception. And we all know that changing family can be very disruptive. And this led me to wonder what disrupts us. Do we feel disrupted when a notice is given out for Tri Church Sunday? How do you feel about plucking up the courage to invite someone to come along and join the family? And I wonder how you feel if I wonder if you feel that there is anything about our church family that might put newcomers off if they do turn up. I know it may sound harsh, but when you talk to people outside the church, they sometimes tell us that they don't come because they feel that Christianity can crush their freedom, and being a part of a church family feels a bit like being in prison. Everything's off limits and there's no joy. Well, if we wanted to prove that joining the church is the exact opposite, then we need to tell them to look at the end of verse 15 and tell them about the joy we have found when we have been adopted into the family of God the Father. Tell them about the joy we felt when we were being led by the Holy Spirit to be God's children all the time, and tell them that it didn't imprison us, it gave us perfect freedom. Tell them how the Holy Spirit shaped us again from the inside out. And when he did, we became very different people. As Christians, our relationship with God is not just close, but strong 
and lasting. And the freedom we feel when we have that relationship is the best thing in the world. When we know that God is our Father who loves and cares for us, and when we feel our Christian family is there to support us, it's very hard to turn down being part of a family like that. And to complete Paul's trinity today, we have to follow a pattern. Paul is never in any doubt about who we should follow and who our pattern should be. He has no doubt about who changed his life on the road to Damascus, and he knows just who it is that we should model our lives on, and that is Jesus. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we have been given a new life, and that means we no longer need to be timid or afraid, but ready to ask God, what's next, Father? And that's just what Jesus asked the Holy Spirit to do, to touch our hearts and let the Spirit confirm who we really are. And that will free us to receive new instructions so that we can continue the work that Jesus started. As children adopted by God, we have an unbelievable inheritance. And as his children, we believe that whatever we've been given in this life and in the life to come, it will be so much more. When we see Jesus as the prototype of all Christian experience, suffering and struggle, hope and glory, present tension and final triumph, then we know we must follow him. And it's when we follow his pattern that we find out that we're ready to do anything. In the hard times when following him takes every ounce of our strength, and in the good times when we feel his joy and his love then we'll be able to pass it on to others as we do work in his name. So what does Romans 8 really tell us? We have to follow God's path. As God's family, we have to be ready to go on the adventure at any time and cope with the good and the bad. And as we follow the pattern Jesus taught us, then we will be led by the Spirit in the love of the Father and the life of his Son, and then as the church of the Holy Trinity, we will receive the Holy Spirit every day as we live our lives out in his name. Amen.